Welcome to What's Up with Dr. Rupp, where we explore the supernatural. I'm your host, Dr. Melissa Rupp. Hi, and welcome to another episode. It's been a few weeks. I know I'm really sorry, um, but God has had me busy doing something. He um, laid it on my heart to start an online school of supernatural ministry. And so before we get into today's, to today's episode, I just want to tell you a little bit about it real quick. So um, it's called Mountain Movers School of Supernatural Ministry. Um, it's all set up. It's all ready to go. Enrollment is open for the 2023 school year. Um, it's going to start March 15th, and it's going to go through November 15th. Um, registration does close March 13th. So if you're interested, register quickly. Registration does close March 13th. Um, for those of you who know my testimony, you know that when I started to experience the supernatural, I went looking for answers, and I found them in the wrong places because churches weren't teaching about it. My church that I grew up in didn't teach about the supernatural. And so I looked for the answers, found them in the wrong place quickly found out the right answers through um, just a connection with an uh, with an old friend who was involved in deliverance ministry and the Lord got me on the right track finding out about his supernatural ways and so this school is really it's everything that I wish I would have learned 10 11 years ago when I started on this journey like it's all the teaching I wish I would have had at once instead of piecing it all together over the years. Um, so, so this course is really, it's, it's everything that I wish I would have had. And I, I've spent years and thousands of dollars curating this information. Um, so it's going to be available. It's all going to be involved in this, um, this supernatural school of ministry. So it's going to be the nine month program online. Um, it's for Christians who want to get equipped in the supernatural. Um, classes will meet online inside a private Facebook group. So after you register, we'll get you plugged into a private Facebook group. We'll go live in there. And then the, 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 um, the lessons will be uploaded to a student dashboard platform where you can access those later. So you can watch the replays. Um, after completion of the course, you will get a certificate of completion. You'll walk away with an understanding of who God created you to be and what gifts and talents and skills he gave you. You will have the skills to minister to others. You will have received wisdom and knowledge and impartation. And those who um, register for this course, I also am putting together a um, an exclusive Mountain Movers journal that will be available for you. And the first 10 people who register, I am offering a one-on-one, um, like a, a one-hour consultation with me to try to figure out um, what you're called to, what gifts you have, how those gifts operate, how all of your giftings operate together, and that sort of thing. Or if there's something else that you want to talk about, we'll go that direction as well. So again, registration is open. You can find the links on my website at melissarupp.com. There are two options to pay. There is an early bird pricing at the moment. There's two options to pay. Um, you can pay in full, the full fee of $1,997, or there's a monthly payment that you can set up and it's gonna be nine monthly payments of $222. So again, it's on my website, melissarupp.com. And registration closes March 13th, so get signed up quickly. All right, so last episode we talked about how demons influence behavior, and we are gonna pick up with that again. And this is all coming from a topic that is in my new book, The War Between Two Worlds, a Beginner's Guide to Spiritual Warfare. If you haven't picked up a copy of that yet, I have it on sale again on um, Amazon. The Kindle version is on sale for 99 cents. You cannot beat that deal. This book is worth well more than that, but you guys, you really need this book. Everybody needs this book. 
Um, so 99 cents, Amazon Kindle version, if you're listening to this episode today um, in February of 2023. So, okay, the topic, how demons influence behavior. I'm going to give you just a really quick recap. The past episode, um, we talked about some, some ways that in the Bible, we saw how demons influence behavior in the Bible. I referred you to um, my podcast episode number five that says, whose voice are you listening to? That's a really good episode. You probably want to go back and listen to that as well. That'll kind of give you a good baseline for um, for, for this episode and, and the last episode. But for those of you who do not know, who are not aware, I have a ton of free teachings available. Um, if you're listening to them on audio and podcast, awesome, great. I also do have video of the podcast on YouTube and my Rumble channel as well. And so make sure you like, comment, subscribe um, on YouTube. All right, so let's jump into the teaching. We talked about how demons can influence behavior and words of other people, and they can do it by whispering in their ears. They can do it because they have become attached to a person or um, are operating from within a person. Now, Christians cannot be possessed by demonic spirits because we are filled with the Holy Spirit, but non-believers can be possessed, and I have seen this. Um, the movie The Exorcist, that's based on a real-life story. It does happen. Um, but Christians cannot be possessed because we have the Holy Spirit living in our spirit. So we do know from the Bible that demons can enter into people, and they can enter into animals, and they can cause behavior changes in both people and animals. Um, we had examples from, um, in Mark 5 when um, Jesus told the spirits to come out of the man and he allowed them to go into the pigs. And we have lots and lots of scriptural examples of how demons were cast out of people and they have to be inside to be cast out, but they can also influence you externally by trying to whisper into your ear to influence your behavior. So um, lots of examples in the Bible about demons influencing behavior. Um, we have in the Bible where Jesus cast out demons out of people. He told us that we would do the same things that he did. Um, Matthew 10, Mark 16, Luke 10, all different places in the Bible where it tells us that we have been given authority to heal the sick, raise the dead, and cast out demons. We saw with King Saul in the Bible, he was influenced by a demonic spirit that tried to get him to um, try to murder David. We saw um, Judas was influenced by Satan. It actually says in Luke 22, 3, that Satan entered into, Ju into Judas and influenced his behavior so that he betrayed Jesus. We know that Ananias and Sapphira, it says that they were influenced um, by demonic spirits and by Satan to lie about what they sold their land for. That was in Acts 5. And then Peter, when he was speaking to Jesus, Jesus actually spoke back to him and said, get behind me, Satan. He was addressing Satan because the words that were coming were not necessarily coming from Peter. They may have been demonic or satanic influenced words. Um, again, we talked about the gathering demoniac in Mark 5. Jesus told the spirits to come out of the man. He let them go into the pigs. When the spirits were in the man, he, it caused the man to act crazy, running around, cutting himself. Um, when the demons were cast out, it says he was then clothed. So he'd been running around naked. After they were cast out, he was clothed and in his right mind. So his mental faculties were affected by these demonic spirits. And then when they went into the, the pigs, Jesus let those spirits go into the pigs and influenced the behavior of the pigs. They ran down the cliff and jumped off into the sea and drowned. Um, I told the story about how there was a dog 
that came charging at me. And when it came running at me, I started to rebuke it. And I said, in Jesus name, and didn't even have to finish the sentence, but at the name of Jesus, the dog turned around and ran back the opposite direction. So we have authority over demonic spirits, whether they're in people or in animals. Um, Satan is limited in his power a lot of times by what we allow, by if we hear a lie, if we come into agreement with it, we power, we empower that lie. Um, if we hear something that Satan is trying to say that he wants to do and we don't forbid it, like we hear him say um, something like, I hope my, my kid isn't going to get in a car accident and we don't forbid that, it can actually give him permission to do something if we know about this. So um, we want to forbid what we hear. Um, and then God um, does give us warning dreams about things that the enemy is planning so we can pray about those things and forbid those things as well. And we can just speak out loud. Again, this was all covered in the last episode, but we can speak out loud and say, we forbid that activity in Jesus name. And Lord, we thank you for your protection and your safety over these people in Jesus name. All right. So some new stuff here that we didn't necessarily cover last week. Um, we're going to talk about some of the enemy's tactics and how he tries to influence behavior. Um, he will, again, he will whisper in our ear and he will tell us lies, but he will not only tell us lies about ourselves, he will tell us lies about other people and he'll, he'll whisper accusations about other people and accusations about God to us to try to influence either our behavior towards other people or to influence their behavior towards us. So he might whisper lies like, that person's such a jerk. I can't believe he did that. Or, um, I know he's cheating on me. He keeps going to that one same store. Or when it comes to God, he will whisper lies to us about God saying, God doesn't love me. He could never forgive me. Or if God was good, or if he loved me, he wouldn't allow blank, fill in the blank. So one of the big things that, um, he, the enemy likes to do is to, is to whisper lies to us, to get us focused on ourself, on self-centeredness, on victim attitudes, or to try to get us into offense with other people. Because when there's offense, there is division. If he can try to get us to focus on perceived wrongs from another person, that can open the door to spirits of offense. Um, especially if we'll, if we'll grumble and complain to others about the person as well, which we don't want to be doing, right? Okay, so the enemy will come at us with those accusations until we put a stop to it. We can come out of agreement with the enemy. Um, we can tell him to shut up and go away in Jesus' name. When those critical and judgmental thoughts and condemning words come to us, we can say, no, that doesn't line up with the Bible. The Bible says I'm supposed to have good thoughts, thoughts that are lovely and pure, I'm supposed to forgive my brothers and sisters. So we can, um, we can really go back to the word to tell the enemy, no, that doesn't line up with scripture. This isn't okay. This is the enemy. Go away in Jesus name. Um, to combat the lies, we can use the truth of the word. That is the most powerful weapon that we have. The Bible, the truth of the word, super powerful. Okay, so the enemy can also try to whisper or speak lies or words of shame or condemnation to influence people's behavior. So a lot of times he will influence teachers to, um, to be like, you're no good, shame on you, how could you do that? To bring these feelings of guilt, shame, condemnation on people. And kids are really easily influenced and they'll believe those things, especially if it's coming from an authority figure. And so... That is one of the ways that demons can influence behavior. Um, a parent, um, a bully, 
any of um, any any person that we perceive as being in authority over us, especially we're susceptible to, where the enemy will try to come in with those things to try to influence our self-esteem. Um, let's see. He can um, cause relational issues with other people. We've talked about how he tries, Satan tries to divide and conquer. So sometimes we need other people who can see what we miss because sometimes we don't see everything. You know, they say the arrow in your back is the hardest one to see because it's it's behind you and you can't see it. And so when sh Satan is shooting his arrows, we, do, we don't always see them. We're not always aware of his schemes. And so sometimes it takes another person to say, hey, you know, this is what I'm seeing. This isn't okay. Let, let's take care of this and address this. But Satan will try to cause relational issues with other people. And we don't want to have relational issues because we are stronger when we're together. And the Bible tells us those things like forgive your brother for a reason. He tells us to live in unity, to have good thoughts. It says that one person can put a thousand to flight. So one person can put a thousand demons to flight if you're in spiritual warfare. But two people can set 10,000 demons to flight. We are stronger together. It's exponentially multiplied when we are in unity and working together. And if, if the enemy can get two people fighting against each other, they're not gonna be powerful in fighting him. They're gonna be divided. They can only fight 1,000 versus if the two of them were united, they could fight 10,000. So we want to be aware of his schemes. We don't wanna be caught unaware. <laughs> And we want to be in unity with other people so we can fight the enemy more effectively. The enemy will also try to um, break up families. That's something that he loves to do. There's a blessing when two people are married. There's not that same blessing if you're just in a, in a dating relationship. And the enemy will try to always break up good friendships, especially if they're working together with the, you know, with the Lord and their God, godly friendships and relationships. He will try to break up marriages. He will try to break up and separate children from the parents. Um, he tries to, you know, he'll try to get children to um, rebel against parents and to run away. He will do all kinds of different things to influence behavior to break up families. He breaks up church families. He tries to stir up, you know, conflict and offense and hurts within church families to try to break apart the church, make it weaker because we're weaker when we're alone. And he can do lots of different things to try to get us to fall into his traps of, you know, anger, offense, bitterness, rejection, unforgiveness. Rejection is huge. Pride is huge. And a lot of times when you're in pride, you don't even realize it and you don't even see what you're doing until afterwards. But, you know, there's jealousy, there's strife, there's arguing, there's critical and judgmental spirits, there's all of these things. And often it's a progression it might start with offense or bitterness and then turn into anger and then anger turns into rage and hatred and if you're in hatred and if you're hating your brother or sister that opens the door to murderous spirits and that you can deduce from their names what their activities are <laughs> by the feelings that they try to instigate too um, there are other spirits that work with them. You know, there are political and religious spirits that will try to make you think only your religion or your political view is correct to bring division. There are twisting spirits that can twist or misconstrue, misconstrue what you hear another person say or vice versa um, to cause hurts. 
misunderstandings, rejection, you know, offense, division, all of those things. Um, let's see. There's, he will speak lies to make you feel like you are misunderstood or that you are being rejected or that people don't care about you to make you not want to go hang out with those people because you'll, you'll feel like you're not valued and that they don't like you. He can cause relational issues by causing others to be influenced and act out of feelings of jealousy and insecurity. Um, he can influence people to use different tactics like control, manipulation, domination, gaslighting, and those, those types of works of the flesh, the domination, the rebellion, the manipulation, control, those activities of the flesh are classified as witchcraft activities. So we want to avoid those things and call those out when we see those. He can influence people to inflict abuse on other people. He will influence behavior, especially if there has been a generational sin in a family line. You know, say one person was molested as a child. Well, those spirits will attach to, to the child and then that person will abuse other people. So he can use people to inflict um, mental abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, um, that sort of thing. He will try to influence people to engage in affairs and other forms of betrayal, including, you know, betrayal within friendships and causing other people to gang up on you. He will influence all the behavior of all the different people to try to get them to gang up on another person to get, to get rid of that person. Um, he'll try to influence people to engage in acts of violence, including like fights or acts of war. He'll, he'll try to influence people's behavior to, to go that way and the route of violence. And remember there was a murderous spirit that affected King Saul and he tried to make an attempt on David's life to try to kill him. And that was because of, of jealousy, I believe is what opened the door to that. So we do have to remember people are not our enemy. Okay. Our, our battle is not against flesh and blood. Our battle is against the spiritual forces that are behind a person's behavior. So people aren't our enemy. We're not supposed to fight each other. And if there is division or discord, there is a demonic force at work. And so we have to get to the root of that and we have to deal with the spirit behind the behavior and the activity. So to counter attacks against our relationships, we really need to do our best to try to put a lid on any anger we feel. We want to try to come in the opposite spirit if somebody is angry. Proverbs 15.1 says, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So if somebody's being mean and nasty to you, you know, you can respond in love and kindness. We have to, of course, have boundaries and it's okay to have those boundaries and say, you cannot treat me like this. I do not accept this. But it says a kind word turns away wrath. We have to refuse to hold a grudge. We need to let go of, you know, offenses and bitterness and unforgiveness towards others. We need to forgive people. Realizing again that our battle is not with that person. It's with the spiritual forces that are behind their words and actions. Okay. All right. So when our souls, so a human being is made up of a... A spirit, a soul, and a body, and our soul is our mind and our will and emotions. So when our soul is wounded through things like abuse and trauma and betrayal, um, demons can attach to your soul as well. I mean, they can attach to all three parts, but they can attach to your soul through those through those things. And so we want to make sure that we forgive people, release them, 
um, so we can get those soul wounds healed and get rid of any demonic spirits that may have become attached to the soul. Um, if a person has a prideful or an argumentative spirit, you want to refuse to feed that spirit. So if somebody is prideful and arrogant and just arguing with you, don't argue back. Okay. What you feed grows. Don't engage in arguments with them. If they just want to keep arguing and be prideful and think that they're right, just say, okay, and just go on your way. Don't engage. Don't argue. You can, you know, make sure that you forgive the person, that you pray for them. You can bind and silence any enemy that is influencing their behavior and release blessings over the person and, you know, just pray for them. Um, another thing that is extremely effective that we can do is we can pray over atmospheres. I've gone into places and um, huge difference between before I forgot to pray and then after I prayed. So, um, you know, when you walk onto a property, you can just say, hey, I'm taking spiritual authority over this property. I bind and silence everything of the enemy. I forbid any manifestation in Jesus name. And the atmosphere shifts and God sends, sends angels to to help with that to create a heavenly atmosphere. Um, another thing I do want to say is if there is any kind of abuse, run from the relationship, whether it's verbal or physical, because a lot of times it will escalate and um, you may need to alert the proper authorities if there is abuse, okay? You'll still need to forgive the person and realize that there's an enemy behind the person, but you don't want to stay in a relationship where you can be abused. Okay. He can influence behavior by causing people to engage in sinful or addictive behaviors and bondages. So this is another tactic of the enemy. It's another way that he influences our behaviors and his torment can be relentless when he is trying to influence a person to engage in a sinful or addictive behavior. So some examples could be watching porn, smoking, doing drugs, excessive drinking, um, eating disorders, shopping, like where you're over, you're overspending, gambling, sexual sins and addictions or, um, sexual perverse activities. And he will whisper things into your ear and he'll do it relentlessly if you don't stop him. And he'll, he'll just keep pressuring you just one more drink, just one more cigarette. You just need one to unwind. You'll, you'll quit tomorrow. Um, but I want it. I deserve it. Um, if you're gambling, he'll, he'll, you know, keep trying to get you to keep gambling and just say, oh, if I just keep going a little bit longer, I can win that money back that I lost. He will be relentless. Um, he leads the devil, leads people into bondage and into sin, but God leads people to freedom. So captivity is the enemy. Anytime he's trying to trap you into something, it's the enemy. God leads people to freedom and to counter the enemy's lies and his temptations that would try to influence a person's behavior. First, you need to recognize that it is the enemy speaking to you and that it is him who is trying to affect your behavior and, and your patterns. You can tell him to be quiet and go away in Jesus name. You need to make sure you're altering your thoughts. You can meditate on the word. Um, you can create new thought patterns that reflect the promises that are in the word. Remember when you resist the devil, he flees. Um, we don't want to come into agreement with him because that does give him some power. We don't want to feed it because when we feed it, it grows. So every time he tries to tempt you to have an alcoholic drink when you're an alcoholic, 
Um, and you're not always an alcoholic, okay? That is a lie. That is a lie from the pit of hell. You are not always an alcoholic. You are not always a drug addict. There is freedom in God. He sets the captives free. And when you're delivered from that, you are free. You're not always that. It's not your identity. Somebody needs to hear that. Okay. So when you resist the devil, he, free, he flees. Don't come into agreement with him. Don't claim anything is belonging to you when it belongs to the enemy and not to you. Um, ask God for help. Ask him to break those addictions. Ask him to send angels to help you get rid of the enemy. Um, ask God to take away the desires for those things. He will do it. Drug addicts have been set free in a moment and never had a desire to do drugs again. When you call on the name of Jesus, he comes and he helps you. Ask him for help. He loves you. He'll help you. Okay, here we go. We'll keep going. Sorry. All right, so sometimes I'm starting to get into the preach mode instead of the teach mode. This is this is a teach mode here. Okay, so sometimes we actually really do need to detox from things like, like drugs or alcohol or sugar. So sometimes if you go on a fast from sugar, that can help you break food addictions. Um, there's also, there is therapy. There's deliverance. Deliverance um, is, is really helpful in getting rid of those um, demonic spirits that are behind that. And our healing ministry can also be really helpful because sometimes people engage in these behaviors to try to self-medicate and try to self-soothe. But when you have your soul healed and when you turn to God for your healing and your comfort, then you don't need those other things. Um, another way that he affects behavior is he then, you know, after he gets you to engage in these sins and bondages, he will then try to torment you and make you feel guilt and shame and condemnation for participating in those things that he influenced you to do. So he does that all the time. He'll come at you with guilt and shame and condemnation. Even though he's the one who tempted you to do those things, he's the one who kept harassing you until you did them. And then after you do them, then he'll come at you with the guilt and the shame and the condemnation. And it's a vicious cycle. It just keeps going. So to get free, again, Jesus is the answer. He is our answer to the freedom from captivity. So another thing that um, the demons can do to influence behavior is he can actually um, cause physical attacks through people and through animals. We talked about, again, how King Saul was influenced by the murder spirit and his actions. He tried to actually kill and murder David. Um, the enemy can influence people um, to try to physically harm people. Um, there are spirits of anger, rage, hatred, murder, all of those spirits will influence a person's behavior. So if you're dealing with spirits of anger and rage, it can cause you to lash out, to punch holes in your doors, um, to rip your cabinets off the hinges, to become violent, to hurt other people. Those are demonic spirits that cause that. And they can cause, um, animals to harm people as well, or other animals. And we talked about with the gathering demoniac, when Jesus cast the, the legion of demons out of the man, out of the one man, those demons went into the pigs. There were 2,000 pigs. So there are at least 2,000 demons in the man. And Jesus let him go into the pigs. The pigs jumped off the cliff and drowned in the sea. I don't think it's the pigs who just willingly chose to go kill themselves. I mean, that doesn't happen usually. I mean, that's... I don't ever see that happening where pigs try to go kill themselves. 
it's it's more than likely that the pigs caused the suicide of the or the the demons caused the suicide of the pigs and it does say that those demons were affecting the man remember he'd been running around naked and cutting himself cutting yourself can you know can be a way to try to kill yourself so it's it's very likely that this man um he'd been running around naked cutting himself not in his right mind he was apparently not able to control himself and if you have demons hopping into animals you can they can control their behavior as well so some things that we can do to try to <laughs> thwart these plans of the enemy we do have a lot of different things that we can do i think first and foremost it's really important to know and recognize that it's the enemy and again when we resist the devil he has to flee but we need to know that it's the enemy resist him don't feed the thing starve it out don't don't come into agreement with it don't feed it don't participate um take those thoughts captive throw those thoughts down those thoughts that don't align with the bible that aren't lovely that aren't pure um throw throw those thoughts away um tell the enemy to be quiet and go away in jesus name if you hear him whispering something to you that he's planning to do forbid it speak out loud no i forbid that activity devil go away in jesus name if you are having trouble resisting the enemy, pray, especially praying in tongues. Praying in tongues is really powerful. It's like that secret language that the devil doesn't understand, but it's God's perfect prayer prayed right back to him. Praying in tongues, I've been delivered from things like just, you know, general feelings of just, you know, discouragement and depression, you know, just feeling, you know, really just beat up by the enemy and praying in tongues. I have felt stuff just like lift off and leave and my mood has been elevated by praying in tongues. It is super powerful for deliverance. Um, you can fast. The Bible says when we fast and pray, the answers come quickly and our healing comes quickly. Worship. When you're fighting the enemy, turn your focus to God. Just praise and worship him and focus on the good things that he's doing and he'll, he'll go fight your battles for you. Um, read your Bible and read it out loud because the devil doesn't like to hear the Bible. So if you read it out loud, he flees. It puts the angels on assignment because they they hearken to the voice of god and the bible is the voice of god so when you read your bible out loud it puts angels on assignment and keep resisting whatever you do keep resisting the devil he will eventually flee stand your ground stand and we've talked about this before too that you gain authority over what you resist and it may not be just you that you are fighting for when you get free you'll have the authority to cast those same spirits out of other people and get them free. So you breaking a bondage in yourself could set generations ahead of you free. Um, there, there is such a thing as, you know, generational spirits and they will try to attack members in the family with the same, same sin, like obesity. You'll see obesity and gluttony in people. You'll see alcoholism in people and in family lines you can break that and set generations ahead of you free and anytime you need to you just say help jesus because everyone who calls on the name of the lord will be saved he will be there to help you he's he's always there in our time of need he never leaves us or forsakes us and if you call on his name he will help you it may not look like it in the moment it may not be immediate but he hears you and he is working okay and i feel led to tell you <laughs> with daniel in the book of Daniel, when Daniel prayed, it took 21 days for him to get an answer. 
because there was a war going on in the heavenlies between angels and demons and God had to send more angels to to help break through to answer Daniel's prayers. So don't give up. It may not be immediate and even though you may not see it, God is working, okay? He loves you. He's there for you and when you call on his name, he will come, okay? All right, so this topic, again, I, I cover this topic extensively in my new book, The War Between Two Worlds, A Beginner's Guide to Spiritual Warfare. It is on sale on Amazon. The Kindle version is 99 cents. Um, you may have to type in my name when you get to Amazon to find it a little bit quicker. So Melissa Rupp, just type that in in the search bar on Amazon. My books will pop up, or you can just go to the link on my um, my website. Um, melissarup.com. There's a link for the books and that will take you to my author page that has all three of my books that I've written so far and all three of the study guides that you can purchase to accompany those books. Um, I think that is it for today. I think we're going to leave off with that. Um, donations are always appreciated if you feel led. There are links on my website. I appreciate you. Be blessed and I will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Join me next time as we continue to explore the supernatural on What's Up with Dr. Rupp.